0: Join me in a prayer, singing that song, God, um, and knowing you're listening, kind of makes me wonder what it would be like for us were we to really know how present you are. So by your Holy Spirit, let us know how present you are, let us know who you are, let us know who we are, and wake up your people and call us to yourself show us the direction you're moving in and strengthen and empower us for that task we pray amen last week we talked about the defining characteristic of the early church in the book of acts and what how that characteristic was that everything that was done by everybody all the time was led by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God nudged people in certain directions, told them where to go, what to say, who to be, empowered them to do what they did, to see what they were able to discern and see, to speak God's wisdom when they spoke, to preach the gospel, and this week's topic The Holy Spirit led ordinary people, like you and I, the early church, to perform miracles. The book of Acts is filled with miracle stories. A lame man is healed, lame since birth. Prisoners are set free by an angel in the middle of the night. The blind are given sight. And several people in Acts alone, let alone the Gospels, were resurrected from the dead. Everyone was filled with awe, Luke wrote in the book of Acts, at the many wonders and signs performed by the Apostles. The Lord confirmed the message of his grace, that his love was real, that he was real, that he was present, by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. And as a result... People brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least the Apostle Peter's shadow might fall on some as they passed by. And crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. So that... This is what the Holy Spirit of God leading a Christian faith community looks like. So what do we do with that? <laughs> we preach science here all the time as a church, right? That the world is an empirically knowable thing and that knowledge is rationally attained and explains everything. We, we live in a world where miracles really don't happen. How do we deal with the disconnect between the church then, the book of Acts, and all the gospels filled with miracles as defining characteristics of what this is about and the church now? I mean, the truth is, if miracles really happened, this place would be jammed, and every church in the city filled with people seeking God's healing power. And yet... And if miracles are to be a part of the Spirit's work in the church, then who are we to be as a community so that we make room for that to happen? Again, especially in a world where we've, we're now having images of televangelists or online faith healers and snake oil salesmen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And believe me, I am with you on that. I let, no, not that. <laughs> Never that. And yet, that for people who need an intervention of God? Surely, and, and surely God does and can do miraculous things theologically, surely that is possible. We we're talking before church about our church's worldview and what we're doing. Surely we are close as a church worldview-wise in terms of our view that God is holding everything and moving in behind all things and that the Holy Spirit holds the whole universe together and were the Spirit to stop doing that, everything would collapse. God's there at your work. He's there in your family life. He's there in science and art everywhere moving. Surely that kind of a church would be a church that's proximate to, near unto a God who might perform miracles. And and what is the reality of existence and creation that we're even here? That anything even is apart from a miracle? What is your son's birth? Anything what was that day how was that anything but a miracle? So if our life is filled with ordinary miracles that we're increasingly believing are real and naming for their miraculous glory, for what they are, then how far away are we from extraordinary miracles? And I believe that with all my heart and yet I struggle with all my heart because I do not want to become weird (laughs) or that kind of faith community or manipulate people And I've seen church create false hopes, hurt people that they're trying to help, or manipulate God were that possible. Don't want to do that, and deep, deep inside, I don't want to trust enough to believe that that could possibly happen. So this week, I've been just thinking, okay, so what... What can I understand, God, about the nature of reality or about who you are? That can put me, us, in a healthier place in relation to this idea of miracles happening in a church. And then I remembered uh, a friend of mine who's an orthopedic surgeon in Banff, that knee surgeon for that sermon on the biomechanics of the human knee that we did, who gave me an article that she got from a bio-prof at Calvin University in the States when she was a student, written by a theologian named Johann Diemer. And I read it at the time, and I didn't quite get it, but I went back to it this week and read it again, and uh, found some profound wisdom um, in terms of a different way of viewing the world, which then lets us look at miracles from a different perspective. Deemers, and it gets a little abstract here, so stick with me, have another coffee, focus. Um, he had a very unique view of reality and miracles. He didn't believe that they were supernatural, but instead believed that they were entirely natural. The most natural thing imaginable from God's perspective. So, in a Christian worldview, we believe that God, in the beginning, made everything, Christianity 101, right? And before the fall happened, everything was perfect, as it should be. Not in need of miracle or healing. But then the fall happened, and creation was corrupted and skewed and derailed and polluted by this theological construct called sin, this reality called sin. We believe that what was natural through sin became unnatural. So churches, Christians believe that the way things are now is not the way they were meant to be or should be. What we think is normal, this life, with all of its pain and suffering and death, is in fact abnormal in the big story view of things. God's originally normal world was perfect and not in need of the kind of healing that this world needs. Nothing decayed. I don't know what that's like. Who knows what that was like? We can't remember. Sins corrupted our memories and our imaginations. But nothing decayed. And if it did, God had some kind of miraculous healing mechanisms woven into the nature of everything that it just got better. Surely that's something like that is what a perfect world would have looked like. Anyway, Deemer's basic premise was this that when a miracle happens, things are just falling back into sync with God's original plan. That's a reversal, right? For me, it was. Miracles restore reality back to normal. They give us a glimpse of that broken thing we're facing, uncorrupted by sin. What it was originally designed and made to be. Not this, but that. So a, a lame man gets up who's been lame since birth and he walks just like he was made to walk as a bipedal human creature imaging God. A broken relationship is miraculously made whole in a way that I can't do this, they can't do this, and yet something happens, a miracle. And that relationship in terms of what it was meant to be comes back into being and flourishes. So miracles are just things falling back into their original order. And that changes things a bit. Deamer writes, Through signs and wonders, the disintegrating power of sin is broken and its results overcome. What occurs via a miracle is not a supernatural interference into the positive consequence of a natural process, but a fully natural interference into the negative consequence of a sinful process. I'll read it again. Through signs and wonders, the disintegrating power of sin is broken and its results overcome. And what occurs via a miracle is not a supernatural interference in the positive consequence of a natural process, but a fully natural interference in the negative consequence of a sinful process. Miracles are God being God in a God-like way so that the world can be the world in the natural way that God intended it to be. writing this week in my mind, as it was made to be. Cue a Mumford and Sons lyric. Cue the singers to come up. Love, it will not betray you, dismay or enslave you. It will set you free. Be more like the man you were made to be. There is a design, an alignment, a cry of my heart to see the beauty of love as it was made to be. And it just echoed everything I was just reading in Deemer. And to the point where, in a fit of imagination, I imagined God singing a version of those words over every single person he's ever healed over the course of our human history. And in and through all those Bible stories. Love, it will not betray you, dismay or enslave you. It will set you free. Be more like the person you were made to be, walking, seeing, living, loving, having a life. There is a design to all of this, an alignment and a cry in all of our hearts to see the beauty of love as it was made to be. My love will not dismay or betray or enslave you, Peter and John, when you were in prison, because I'm gonna send an angel there to set you free, be freed. My love will not leave you blind and in that dark place to that blind woman or man. My love will let you see. Amen. all of that, that this Johann Diemer way of re-seeing, inversely seeing reality for what it is, if, if that's the world out of which we need to understand miracles and engage them, windows into the true reality of things, what normal really looks like and, and natural is meant to be, what should your life and my life and our collective life as people of faith look like I think one of the things it should look like which is moving in me now and this week is being open and more expectant of God moving in ways that are beyond our ways or thoughts or imaginations and if we're going to be engaging God everywhere a God who's moving in a direction in that everywhere place, wherever we're naming it, then we ought to be a God who's moving in a direction empowered by the Spirit of God and empowering the community of the Spirit of God to do what God wants done, moving in that direction, present in that place. And I think if we're going to be a faith community that knows God more and more and more in every place in life, then we're going to know more and more and more of the brokenness that is stopping the world from being what it was made to be. And as that engagement deepens, and we're knowing God in that everywhere place, how natural would it be for the Spirit of God to then whisper, pray for her in the home that you're, so she can have her mind back a bit and be there when her kids come to visit. In a miraculous way, God, do that, would you? The more we do that, the more our faith gets deepened. And the more we're going, oh my, I had no idea, God, that through me something beautiful like that could come to be. And I think it could happen in such a way that that was Wednesday and it was beautiful and it was natural. And today's a new day, God. How can I know you and how can I help? What do you want to do here, Lord? A kind of gentle efficaciousness, uh, a quiet, humble empowerment that has God all over it. And in that moment, God will be real. Somebody was praying before church in our little meeting that God would be known to be real in this place, in this place. Ultimately, I think that's what miracles do (laughs) and why people at every moment in every story in the Bible, once they got healed, and I'm sure at every moment in history when God has healed people, have immediately thanked God and just had this real God moment where the moment became translucent and they just came to understand who whose reality they were living in, whose story they were a part of. And that God has power over the detrimental impacts of sin. Miracles remind us of the world God made that once was Lord of the Rings, cue some background music, right? Something we'd all forgotten. Miracles are a foretaste of a world, that same world, this same world, finally, fully, wholly healed by God through the work of the Holy Spirit. to the point of resurrections. Which is really what the part... Really? And yet, if we can't believe in a resurrection in this church, then why are we here? And how is resurrecting a broken human body any more inexplicable than resurrecting a lost human soul or healing your heart, my heart? And we're meant for that, because it's only natural. It's not supernatural. It's natural. Natural and God-centered. And again, I think when the moments happen, they won't be freaky deaky or weird, or they'll just be beautiful, and there'll be tears, and there'll be love, so much love for the person, the situation, yourself. A God moment I always love imagining the moment when one of the blind people who was healed by Jesus blind since birth all the religious people thought was judgment on their parents that person's parents because their parents didn't behave well enough and Jesus going no 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 heals that person on the Sabbath heals that person and this person living in total darkness his whole life opens his eyes and the first thing he sees is Jesus. If a miracle were ever to happen in any of our lives, I think that's what it would look like, and that's whose face we'd see. They evoke a sense of presence which roots us in a bigger story. And the moment the healing happens, creation's perfection, the memory comes back, and creation's restoration, the hope, floods in. And the God who is Lord of all of that, of course, beyond time, time is God's creature, God is present to all of that right now, is known. Trembling at the thought of miracles becoming natural in our community. Maybe we wouldn't even talk about them much. (laughs) They just happen. But he tells a miracle of something that happens to a student at school this week as they're counseling them or teaching them. So many teachers here. And they're telling another teacher who says, that happened to me three months ago (laughs) in this way. And God is, wow. You want to get a coffee? (laughs) I mean, that kind of way. Of being a place of healing that natural a power of God it's got to be possible because as Jesus said everything is possible for those who believe Demer again natural should never be defined by what is un- understandable or rationally perceivable or in faith or lack thereof believable god has somehow built into the nature of all that is something that continues in all that is corrupted by sin that makes all that is still very much something that god has plans to redeem it's it's already baked in and built into the nature of reality Whatever miracles touch and then bring into being. God restores what God made to be restored. That has what God created that is restorable. God makes new. And it's there already. So if you're going to be somebody who prays for somebody in a kind of miraculous way in one of those natural moments, you're not on your own. There's something baked in there already still there. And thinking about that idea, or this whole inverted perspective, it makes the empiricist rationalist in me a little less freaked out by the possibility of a divine intervention in ways that we don't expect a miracle. It kind of materializes or concretizes or normalizes things, makes them more natural. so could that happen your ordinary my ordinary our ordinary lives and then how could that happen I guess we talk about it so now we've all got a slightly different worldview for which miracles are potentially a little closer than they were before you got here today or maybe I'm just projecting (laughs) but still this agency this spirit within me, creating the faith to say yes and to step out, of course, is crucial. Faith helps you see and believe that nothing is impossible for God. God has called you, Joan, to this church. God knows your name, has known it since you were a little girl and long before the creation of the world, and has you here a woman who prays and prays and prays, and I know prays for this church, and that God would move through your prayers to effect. For all we know, everything that's happened in this church has happened, and all the good and doors opened and beauty and miraculous things, because someone maybe Joan because she's been praying God called you to himself and knows you and you know God and so how natural would it be for God to miraculously work through you our world good and right and true again life good and right and true again, as it was made to be. Imagine that. God's already imagined that. Imagine imaging your maker and growing your imagination into a more God-like scale and scope. What could it mean for our church? What could it mean for the community, God's city, God's world? For with God, all things are possible. Let's pray. It just feels pretty quiet in here. Lord do hope that Fran is okay Um, and we do pray that yeah this thing that we sang at the beginning of the service to know that your spirit is here and know your presence Lord that you would just continue to make that presence real and alive and true to us that our faith would become uh, more concretized in that w- way and, and become more empowered as a result and that yeah we would be people for whom when these times present themselves and your spirit is moving and you're saying, do this, uh, that would do that. So uh, lead us into this journey, this continuing journey as a church. Um, And help us to know you and love you well in in all that we do. And fill us with humility and uh, patience and gratitude so that we can see and experience you in and through all things. This we pray in Christ's name. Amen.